0: The name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the one in the back. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Wham! <laughs> Cut, zap. First try.
1: Why are you so serious? He's a fast killer. I love the smell of night pump in the morning. I'm a freaking pumped. I'm a drinking green tea all goddamn day! I don't know. I have a bad feeling about this. Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Good Day for a Movie Podcast. I'm Jacob, and I am joined by Sage. Yes. And Tate. What's up? How we doing? Doing swell. Good, good. We've also are hidden guest has been revealed um by the title of this episode bear how are we doing
2: i'm good i'm doing well
1: bear i don't know if you knew this but you were a
3: hidden guest we didn't even announce it to anybody yet
2: oh that, that is pretty awesome
1: it's <laughs> mainly because exactly. we didn't have it locked down
2: <laughs> very good
1: yes so how are we doing how is everybody we're recording this the day before Thanksgiving. This episode comes out after Thanksgiving. How is everybody's Thanksgiving?
4: Stressed. So stressed. <laughs> Very chill. I not have I took, have I to took do. way too much on um, my I put I yeah, I'm doing too much. I did a bad job. It's unsurprising <laughs> that Sage is stressed.
2: Yes. Yeah, I'm not stressed at all. Yeah. <laughs> Ate some
1: delicious food.
3: Bear, what's a, what's awesome. a typical Thanksgiving look like for you?
2: Visit my mom in the morning and go for a walk. We were going to do the turkey trot, but now we're doing a reservoir walk because she said she's scared of shootings, so we're not doing the turkey trot anymore, which is kind of (laughs) crazy. And then in the afternoon, we'll go and hang out with my dad. My brother and sister-in-law just got here this afternoon. Nice. Yeah.
3: Well, a reservoir walk sounds nicer anyways than a turkey trot. Yeah,
2: it does. It was kind of a crazy reason, but... Eh?
1: So it is, what it, is. it is what it is. It's happening a lot. <laughs> Tater Sage, one of you two tell the listening audience how you know Bear. Sage, you want to start? Well, Bear
4: is a really good friend. He was like a growing up childhood friend of our neighbors, Andy and Seth, particularly Andy. And so we knew him mutually for several years that way. And then uh, we all went our different ways for a few years. Then he came back, and I came back from Oregon, and then Tate left Austin because he's a weirdo. And then Bear and I started working together in the kitchen about, like, five months ago? Four months ago?
2: I think longer. I think it's like six or seven.
4: Has it been six or seven now? Time is flying. Anyways, Bear and I work together in in the prep room at our kitchen, and we basically shoot the shit in. You two are Say stupid things. You two and are getting closer.
3: You two are getting closer and closer to a married couple every day. Yeah. we
4: yeah. have yet to de- we have yet to decide who's the work wife and husband.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah.
1: And there, I actually, I know your older brother. We did a bunch of church stuff together in high school.
2: Oh, nice. Okay, Abe. Yeah, Abe just got in tonight. Yep. So.
1: Yep. Yep. All right. Well, Sage, do you want to ask your question first?
2: Bear, why do
4: you like weird things? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I That's don't it.
4: know. So uh, for context, Bear and I are very different in like our arts views and our arts likings and our taste and things. Like, So for context, when he chose this movie review a couple weeks ago, I think he was like looking at all of our movies and he was like, you guys don't watch enough weird movies. (laughs) I was like, Oh boy. (laughs) So it's, but he's like a modern contemporary art guy and I'm like a classic uh, impressionist art guy. So it's more of a, what? So the, the, if I were to do rephrase it seriously, what is your taste in the arts and genres and why?
2: I just don't like watching the same classic. Tropes like over and over again, and when something's predictable or it has been done a thousand times, I feel like it's kind of boring. So I definitely just get a little bit bored with stuff. So then I'm always kind of searching for something new or peculiar or odd. And this isn't even very new or anything. And I I didn't what I guess I I'm not gonna get into the movie yet, but um, I've watched other movies by this guy before that have been very peculiar and odd, and that I enjoyed a lot, but. I don't know. I just like always searching for new stuff. I get bored with like listening to the same music, so I'm always trying to look for the new music or whatever it is. So I guess sometimes that turns into some odd stuff. <laughs> but there is a lot of sifting through the bullshit, that's for sure, you know? <laughs> I tease,
4: and it's very fun and funny.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, so why, why are you such a product of the system,
2: Sage? Yes, huh? Sage.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I was born that way, baby. <laughs>
1: That's funny. So my question is, um, and it's okay if you, you may not have an answer to it, but what is the first movie that you saw where you were like, oh, movies can be different. And like, they, they don't all have to be the same. What, what movie did you see to like, kind of open up that part of your brain?
2: Um, Probably Hanabi. It's a Takeshi Kitano movie. He does like a bunch of crazy Japanese. I just said a bunch
1: of words that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, Hanabi, Hanabi is a. Uh, it means fireworks in Japanese, but it's like Takeshi Kitano is like a super um, goaded Japanese director, and that's his magnum opus. And it's just like a super interesting, weird kind of slow paced movie, kind of like this one was, but it's just an awesome one and one of my film school buddies or not I didn't go to film school one of my buddies who was a film school guy um, I would watch it with him and we went through Takeshi Katano's like almost his whole filmography and that was one of the first ones that like stuck with me and it was a uh, just a really special one It just muted and slow moving but violent at the same time and the actual direction of it is super awesome so that was one of my favorites so nice. Hanabi Hanabi Takeshi Katano
1: Take good luck following up those two questions. I think Sage and I knocked those out of the park.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, I think I actually just
3: came up with a good one in the last 15 seconds, and everything always works out. Um, Bear, if you were ever going to direct a movie or make a movie, like write or just come up with a story, make a movie, um, what would the movie be about in a very, like, maybe like a quick elevator pitch of it or like what are the genres that it would be about if you're going to make a movie?
2: Deadpan documentary. Uh, One of our other buddies used to talk about a crazy hockey game that the ex-Flyer, ex-Red Wings would play against like a dad's team in Eagle, Colorado. So I'd want to do a documentary focused on that. That was super intensive or some weird little Americana thing of like dads playing ex-NHL players. I always thought that would have been an awesome documentary documentary in a little town in Colorado.
3: Wow, I can't believe it. you had such an accurate answer for that, and I fucking love it. I was <laughs> expecting you to be like, oh, I don't know. It'd maybe be about like this kind of movie, but I don't really know what it would be. But you had an exact detail.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. definitely like, super specific in-depth documentary about some weird little tiny niche in
1: America. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'd paid 10 bucks for that Kickstarter.
2: <laughs> awesome. Yeah, maybe we have to write more Awesome.
1: <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get into this pick here. Bear, go ahead and introduce this movie and tell us why you picked it.
2: Yeah, this is Tech. We watched Strotec, Um 1977, Werner Herzog. Um, I picked it because I have watched a few Werner Herzog movies. I actually watched another Werner Herzog movie today after this. Whoa. But I um, watched even... Even Dwarf Started Small is a super awesome Werner Herzog movie. That's like an actual movie, not a documentary. And my buddy Mm -hmm. has recommended this movie to me for years. And I know there's a weird cult following and that it's on a thousand movies to watch before you die kind of lists. And there's also some weird little quips in it. Um, The guy of Joy Division, the singer in Joy Division, watched it before he killed himself. So there's like weird little cult Cult followings for it, and a bunch of weird artists are into it. So, I thought I would. So, that's kind of why I was going for it. It was just one of my lists that I thought would be interesting to talk about. And I hadn't seen it before. I didn't want to pick something I'd seen before.
3: I was going to ask you that.
2: Yeah. I remember yes, talking I'm, about
4: that, but I don't. I I totally thought you had seen this
2: before. So, I forgot that. No, this is one I haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's cool. So, uh, yes. Uh, Werner Herzog, Strozek. Uh, starring Bruno S, Eva Mates, um, Clemens Scheitz, Wilhelm von Holmberg, uh Burkhard Dreist, and I don't—I didn't know any of these people. A, in Berlin, an alcoholic man recently released from prison joins his elderly friend and a prostitute in a determined dream to leave Germany and seek a better life in Wisconsin. Tate and Sage. Before this movie, were you guys familiar with Werner Herzog at all?
4: No, never.
1: Nope, <laughs> never heard of him.
4: Nope.
1: Ah, uh, okay. So I. I was familiar with him. I'd heard the name. And then when season one of The Mandalorian came out, he was in that, he was in that show for the first season. And I was like, oh, like this guy acting? is awesome. Yeah. He's okay. also an actor. He's in a bunch of stuff.
3: The director of this movie was it? Oh, whoa, whoa. Huh. wow. Mm-hmm.
1: I want to see the baby. It is a shame that your people suffered
0: so. Just as in this situation, it was all avoidable. Why did Mandalore resist our expansion? The Empire improves every system it touches. Judge by any metric. Safety, prosperity, trade, opportunity, peace. Compare Imperial rule to what is happening now. Look outside. Is the world more peaceful? Since the revolution, I see nothing but death
1: and chaos.
0: I would like to see the baby.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I I have not seen anything that he's directed before. So this is my first Werner Herzog movie, but I kind of I kind of deep dived like his Wikipedia stuff. Um when season one of Mandalorian came out and pretty legendary dude, especially for like Lots of documentaries. He's just a weirdo, which I like. He's like a really good weirdo. Like yeah. just a, yeah, he's just a dude.
2: <laughs> one kind of pair of shoes, like one pair of shoes kind of guy.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, do we have anything before <laughs> like we that. want to throw it over? You uh, need
4: to work on your German accent, Jacob. I want to see, I want to get some more oomph out of those. I thought it was good. Act, out, of, out, of, out of those extra
1: <laughs> I want some more I took, I took so many years of German
4: I, I, I'm not I'm not doubting the pronunciation I just want some more <laughs> some more
1: gusto some more guttural sounds Yeah. my <laughs> favorite thing about German is that it is a very violent language sounding it's, it's the perfect dog training language even I love you sounds very harsh you know what I love you is in German
3: Mm-mm.
1: ich liebe dich
3: <laughs> it sounds like eat a dick.
1: Ich liebe dick. <laughs> I-C-H-L. Oh, I always, I always get my E's and I's confused in German. It's opposite, but it, I think it's E-I-B-E-D-I-C-H. Nick liebe dick.
3: Hey, say uh, kids show. Can't be saying that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, we'll see you on the other side.
3: So, so
0: entlass uns, von und du in Hafen. Burkhard, schau mich halt mal an, schau mal wie ich heul. Lass mich halt nicht so stehen, ich will nicht zu dir. Ich will wirklich bei. Dir. viel heult, muss weniger pissen. Na ja, komm her, komm. Na ja, komm her. Kannst du aber schön sprechen, Beo. Ja, mit dem Schiff nach New York und nach Florida. Dies ist die Ballade von Strossek dem Straßensänger, der aus dem Knast kommt, sich mit der Dirne Eva und dem Sonderling Herrn Scheitz zusammentut und mit ihnen von Berlin-Kreuzberg nach Wisconsin, USA, auswandert. Hallo. Ja? 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 Wie viel? Da kam aus treuen Witzen ein junger Mann daher. Bruno, was sagst du jetzt? Das habe ich alles verdient. Ich verloß den Raum. Das reicht fürs Erste. Jetzt hm. fangen wir ganz neu an. Wirklich. Und es wird auch Zeit, dass der Bruno von Berlin verschwindet. Dann das geht man sowieso auf den Geist. Was ist das für ein Land, das dem Bruno seinen Beo beschlagnahmen tut? All right, the auction's
1: on, right there, diamond dollars only. Here Dollar go, right there, ten thousand dollars only. Well, five and four thousand dollars and five.
0: Die das Sprache ich ist zwar zwar ein bisschen unbekannt,
2: ist, yes. aber ah, da ist irgendwie eine Tücke dran.
0: Er wollte so gerne Sabine
2: besitzen und war ein Schuhmacher,
0: Ein Anbieter, ein Proletarier. Ich habe es mir in Amerika anders vorgestellt, dass ich durch Arbeit schnell reich wäre. Jetzt halt schon auf, Bruno. Ich kann es jetzt wirklich nicht mehr hören. Sein Geld, das hat er ganz versoffen, mein Schnaps und auch mein Bier. Was suchst du hier, Eva? Du spinnst du? Was machst du hier? Wie kommst du denn überhaupt hierher? Geh weg, mach, dass du wegkommst. Ich soll weggehen? Ja, zisch ab, ich fahr mit den beiden nach Vancouver, das ist nämlich sehr lustig. Zisch ab! Da sagt einer zu Bruno, dein Wagen ist kaputt, dein Mädchen abgehauen, dein Haus haben sie verkauft und du denkst dir nichts. Ich weiß, auch Sie
2: stecken mit allen unter einer ja, Decke. Wir
0: Was wird daraus, raus, wenn der Bruno mal tot geht? Wenn der deutsche Film wieder Ansehen in der Welt genießt, ist das Regisseuren wie Werner Herzog zu verdanken. Folgen Sie dem New Yorker, Londoner, Pariser Filmpublikum und lernen Sie seine Filme und Filmgestalten kennen und lieben. Zum Beispiel Strossig. Sehen Sie alles in der Reihenfolge und beachten Sie das Ende. Denn der Bruno, der geht jetzt
1: in Freiheit. These are films by SILSTAR.
3: No idea if that was good or not.
4: More oomph. These are films by SILSTAR.
3: Oh, there you go. That was more believable. Where this film you? was
1: weird. That's all I got to oh. say. <laughs> I want to see the baby. Man, I I did have to pause it about three quarters of the way through and take like a little 5 minute nap. I was like, all right, I'm I'm getting put to sleep here and I woke up and I said, "Okay, where am I? What's happening? Why is this thing on my TV?" And I was like, "Okay, I I've, I've caught my surroundings. Hit play." Um Sage, I already saw your letterbox score so I'm not going to go to you first, Tate, your first impressions.
3: This is such an awesome movie. I thought it was like I loved it from beginning to end. Every single thing about it. Um, I don't know really how to explain it. Though. I think like I'll be able to explain it more as we talk about it. But I just really enjoyed
1: it. It was a really, I don't know. It, yeah, <laughs> I loved um, it. Yeah, I, I, I do not agree. But I didn't like hate it. It just, it was just too. It was just too much for me. It was just a lot. It was a lot. Sage, what did you think? And then we'll go to Jay, or to Bear.
4: Man, I was probably a third of the way through the movie, and I was like, God, Jake's gonna love this movie. (laughs) (laughs) And then like, about halfway to two-thirds of the way through, I was like, wow, Tate might love this movie, too. I was... It's So Jake knows my... Well, my score could change at the end of this. Um, I got a little... So Jake, I kind of... My biggest... We uh, should say
1: real quick... Bear's first name is Jake.
4: Yeah, sorry, Bear. I'll I'll be saying Bear. If, it's fine. My bad. Yeah. Uh, like I, one of my biggest measures of scoring is will I watch it again, and how soon will I watch it again? And currently, this movie is in the I will probably never watch this again area. <laughs> but <laughs> that's not necessarily that it was a bad movie. It was just like one at the end of the movie. I remember thinking in my head I was like. This was a comedy, wasn't it? And I went and looked on IMDB and saw it was a comedy. I was like, those Germans have the driest humor. I swear to God. Like I it was a very weird and quirky movie. Thinking about Germans laughing at it made me laugh, probably more than the actual <laughs> in the movie made me laugh. Like I just imagined like him just saying, like, yes, my accordion's broken or something, and just seeing you know, like a whole room full of Germans go. Bah! Ah! That made me, that made me laugh pretty hard, but I don't know. It was I'm very curious to hear more of Jake and or Bear and Tate's thoughts because mm-hmm. that could sway me more one direction than the other. But I was very thoroughly confused with the humor aspect of the whole movie, and that was probably where I faltered.
1: Yeah, the humor for me was definitely a bit lost in translation. Uh, Bear, what nice. your first impressions? What'd you think?
2: I thought it was pretty good. It wasn't my favorite. I definitely enjoy even Dwarfs started small. It wasn't my favorite of Werner Herzog's stuff, but I definitely enjoyed it and liked it. I was glad I watched it. It Definitely, I think its strongest attribute is just the contrast it has in terms of their lives in Berlin versus Wisconsin or what they at least dream that's going to be and then realizing that it really isn't like a land of opportunity and they're in this bleak space place in Wisconsin, so I definitely think yeah, that's not my first impression I guess is just I wasn't my favorite Warner Herzog, but I definitely still
1: enjoyed watching it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get into this thing. Tate. Well oh yes.
3: Yeah. Okay. So um right off the bat when I like read because like what you sent in the movie picker we got it in the text and I was just like I looked at it on my phone, I was like, okay looks like a crazy movie. I just saw that it was a German nineteen ninety. My reaction was,
1: what the fuck? Yeah, I
3: was, like, I was like, all right, this looks like a crazy movie, but I'm down. And then I didn't read the bio of it until right before starting it. Right when I read it, I was like, whoa, this is insane. <laughs> and I kind of was thinking that the entire movie was going to be, like the plot of the movie was going to be their journey to Wisconsin. And when they, like when it starts out, A, I love how it starts out, how he's just like getting out of jail and like that whole process that they were like going through. I I don't know what it was just about the dialogue and the exchanges and that in those scenes but I thought they were awesome um, between like the prison guards and between the his cellmates and then like the last guy that was telling him not to go to the pub so good but anywho I was thinking that this whole movie was going to be like their journey to America um, and have like they'll have like mishaps along the way of like and I thought it was going to be things that they mentioned like how to get money for it all, how to get, like, a visa for it, how to, like, get into the country, how to, like, make their way to Wisconsin. Um, But it's not that really at all. Like, they get money fast, and they get to the U.S. fast, and then all of a sudden, like, the second, like, half of this movie, even more than maybe just half, is, like, all takes place in Wisconsin, or weirdly, like, yeah. (laughs) But, like, anywho, the journey was not any of this movie at all. It's just all, like, their um, experiences in Berlin and then they moved to America and then it's their experiences in Wisconsin. And it's just like an insanely dry movie plot wise, very simple, like nothing, nothing, uh, complicated as far as like relationships or anything like that goes. Um, or like anything that drives the plot. There's, there's like nothing like that was really moving the plot other than just like their day-to-day lives. And that's what I actually kind of, I was like waiting for something to happen for the whole time. Like something to like, be a wrench in the system that they have to like solve or fix or do something like that never came up and it literally just felt like very authentic and like I was watching somebody in their daily life and I came to really enjoy that by the end Uh, but yeah that was the first thing that I thought of is that it didn't go the direction that I thought it was going to so I don't know if you guys thought or what you thought about it when you started it
1: yeah I mean I so I didn't really look at the genre until like three quarters of the way through and I was like what is this like where would this movie fall like, in genre terms? And I looked on IMDb and it said comedy, and I was like, oh, I haven't really laughed yet. But I'm like, I-, I think I've brought this point up before. I can't remember what it was, but I think it's hard for comedy to translate when you are reading subtitles. Um, at least it is for me. Um, and so I was like, well, I-, I guess like comedy drama is like, there's even American movies that like don't really make you laugh, but are situations just like this one where... like." it probably does best fit into the comedy. Um, But yeah, I I very much enjoyed that whole first part. And like, as soon as he walks out of the jail, he walks into the pub. Um, I I found that very amusing. (laughs) I chuckled. And like, (laughs) I I think I actually liked everything in Germany. It was like when they got to Wisconsin, after the guy pulled out his tooth, I was like, what's going on here? What am I watching?
4: (laughs) I would, I a hundred percent agree with, Well, actually, no, I 90%
1: agree.
4: Mm, 85% agree with Jacob.
1: That number's dropping fast.
4: (laughs) I was getting aggressive at first. Uh, The whole Germany part was awesome. I did like that. That was the best part of the movie for me. The part that there were just like underlying things that, and there were funny parts in Wisconsin. Like, I liked how he just walked around with that cowboy hat. Or I don't know if it was (laughs) cowboy. I thought that was just funny.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, Like, his outfit was very funny, and like was there was a, <laughs> uh, the I mean the, one of the first scenes when the prisoner with the cowboy hat on lights his fart on fire. I was like, "What?" Yeah, that, that was, was right. kind of awesome.
4: Out of left field, but very funny. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's like, "I got a present for you. I'm gonna light a fart on fire."
4: But like the part that the underlying part that really annoyed me on the Wisconsin side was how Bruno was kept being like. We can't afford anything. This isn't the life I imagined. Blah, blah, and he was just doing nothing. It seemed like, whereas Ava was just prostituting and waitressing and like making all this money and paying off their debts. And he was like, Ava, we need to think about how we can't afford these things and how our life wasn't how we thought it was going to be. I was like, bro, like that's not funny. And get a job. Like and like, those are my two thoughts. Before.
1: How did he afford the flat in Berlin?
4: He. Yes,
3: I I have a lot of... No, I think that was just his friend's place. I think they... Or a street performer, right? Well, yeah, he's a street oh, performer guess, yeah. and gets some money there. But I thought that the flat was his friend's place that he had mm. for him. I thought he said that in jail. Um, he I said he my owned, friend
1: was keeping my, my flat. No, home. I think
4: he owned the flat and his oh. friend was watching it for him, yeah.
3: yeah. I do have a yeah. fun fact about that. Um, so this is another... I mean, this will be something that I bring up constantly throughout this, and it's a tangent right now. Um, but... This role in this movie I saw was written by the director purely for this actor. Um, And they actually, everything, like that flat was actually his flat, like the actor's, like the actual person's flat um, in, but I don't think, maybe it was in Germany. I don't know where it was. I think it actually, I don't know where location was, but apparently it was his flat with all of his actual instruments and he actually is a musician in real life. Um, So, but, and so this movie is kind of like a biography on, this guy and his actual name is Bruno Steinsf- Steinfenstruth.
1: <laughs> on IMDb, he's just Bruno S.
3: Yeah. So, but his actual um, let me let me look. If you click on Bruno S. on Wiki, or Wikipedia has Bruno S. as Bruno Schleinstein, um, often credited as Bruno S. was a German film actor, artist, and musician, um, known internationally for his roles in two films directed by Herzog. Um, the Enigma of Kasper Hauser, and Strosek.
1: All right, let's 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 work on our um, German here a little bit, people. Anywho. It's not Herzog, it's Herzog. And it, Z's in German are pronounced like TZ, and the W in German is pronounced like a V. So it's Werner Herzog.
3: I am just, I butchered names in English. Um, but uh, anywho, so that's one thing that I really like about this film is that like it's kind of like um, a dive into actually who this person probably is and like they have underlying um characteristics in, of like this actor who where he was just playing himself um and i it felt that way but what was i gonna say though what were you saying sage huh that got me on that tangent oh the flat
4: <laughs> yeah the, flat. the
3: german stuff oh so i really liked the whole german stuff in the beginning but i also really like the wisconsin stuff i don't think i have like a favorite out of the two i just like them both for their differences and i think bear was mentioning um like the contrast of them one thing that I thought was interesting was that in Germany, um, they were basically, like, or at least they were being owned and controlled and, like, bullied around by these thugs um, and, like, the... the uh, Pimps. Pimps. And um, then when they got out of that, they got over to the States, and they had this house, and they are basically being, like, nicely bullied around <laughs> by the bank. <laughs> and, like... I mean... But it was funny, I like the, the treatment of both of them. It was like, yeah. one was just like for illegal activity and um, they're getting illegal things, like punishments happening to them, like getting beaten up and their house trashed. And then in the, in the States, they like bought this house legally, but they couldn't afford it. And so then like the guy just kept coming around and be like, yeah, I wanted to be, and he was so nice, but he was like, yeah, we want to really want to help, but we're going to take your TV. Um, we really want to help, but we're going to take your house.
4: I really didn't an, get so annoyed it was with the funny the way he was talking he was like, yeah, yeah. You know, I really just need to talk to you about the installments and your payments. I was like, calm down.
1: It was very <laughs> frustrating because normally. I'm like, nobody understands what this guy's saying, especially that that second scene with the banker. I prefer I like, the. One, oh, sorry. No, go ahead.
2: I prefer the Wisconsin set too. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, definitely. I think I just think that second half of it is just. I just it felt like a super authentic portrait of like Midwest America and Middle America to me, and like how I know it and understand it, especially with the, just the dreariness and the weather. So I enjoyed that too.
3: And I just like how like they, I mean, and the comedy wasn't. That was another point I was going to make to you guys. Like the comedy for me doesn't really stand out as a favorite part in this movie. Like the comedy was fine, um, and it, but it was very strange, and it like never made me laugh out loud really hard but it made me every now and then like smirk and like chuckle a little bit and one of them also was like the wisconsin farmers that they were having their beef (laughs) that was funny. (laughs) everything that was like happening i i loved all the wisconsin stuff because i maybe because my expectations were so so different from what how like how it played out and what happened but like everything from him being in like the shop just talking to the guy about hey don't go over to those farmers they're having some beef right now and they'll shoot you maybe (laughs) <laughs> everything from that to like the waitress working her day job to the old guy <laughs> running out and like testing the n- natural or like whatever nature's magnetism magnetism
4: that was definitely my favorite part of the whole Wisconsin side of the movie, the actually there were two that and they were both involving the old man that that one was the first one where I was like this is pretty funny and hilarious and then the other one that was funny was when he was like after they lost the house he was yeah. like this is a conspiracy we need to go and he's just shotgun loaded in the passenger seat just goes into a barber shop and robs them and it just gets taken away and we never see it's him underneath
1: again. the bank and he's like they're in cahoots yeah
4: they're in cahoots this is a conspiracy <laughs> and it's like it just the plot
3: somehow goes on i don't like i kept on not going down the way that i thought it was going to like i didn't think that they were gonna get like i didn't think after the foreclosure they were gonna go try and rob the bank (laughs) and then after that (laughs) they go into the grocery store right across the street like nothing (laughs) happened and then when he gets arrested he's like oh you're in it on it too (laughs) to the cops and then whatever our main man bruno just drives away
1: just doesn't even with the frozen turkey yeah keeps yeah. the frozen turkey which i love. I don't understand that it's just yeah. I, yeah. I i i was so confused i'm like why why
3: this is the point like in the movie when they when the foreclosure happens and they rob the bank that actually like some actual like a, i don't know like action happens because not, there's not a lot of like action in the movie other than in i mean in wisconsin wise um it was like really like slow and kind of what Jake is saying what Bear's saying is like it just seems like midwestern life in a small town and it's just like nothing's going on it's fucking cold outside you have truckers passing through there's nothing
2: to do it's like it almost feels like watching someone x out every day on the calendar just this happened and we're just kind of it's happening to us rather than us doing it you know yeah it's weird yeah that does make more sense
4: like it, it it I understood it as I was watching, especially when the mechanics were just sitting there like just drinking beer and pulling their teeth out. I was like, man, living in those little small rural places in Wisconsin would be fucking crazy. But now that contrasting with their violent city brutal life, like it was it was I understand now the contrast of kind of the two different brutalities between the pimps in Berlin versus just the dreariness of middle of nowhere, Wisconsin.
2: Even in Berlin and in Germany, he's like the place he does his street performances, and is all blocked in with buildings and all constricted. And there's never any shots that have like an open view, but pretty much everything in America and Wisconsin has a giant open view. They even have a huge pan over the city when they actually move, which is like also maybe representative of like some weird political beliefs that he might have too. There's um, definitely some of that
4: in like the latter, yeah. the ending of the movie when he was like, this American system is so de- depressing and like beating me down, and I can't like handle it. And I was like, "Hmm, there's some political undertones." Yeah. yeah. When did that around. happen?
1: Did I fall asleep through that? No, I was just like in right restaurant. After,
4: no, it was like right after he signed when the banker was like telling him he needed to sign to. Oh,
1: okay. Yes, I. Like, I right as the banker just was leaving, it's
4: like this this whole lifestyle and system of america's system is just beating me down and i can't like beat the system it's, this isn't a land of opportunity and i was like hmm.
3: it's kind of funny and it yeah like i mean now that you say it it probably is a um belief of like the director in making this and like uh the, his the underlying uh things that he's trying to note um but it's funny that bruno like was living in germany and was basically getting beaten up his place was getting destroyed um he was working in like the streets for like as a street performer like all the things that you would like like maybe the average person the normal person would be like like or somebody in america would be like oh my gosh that's like that's not ideal at all he's like we over here have like the american dream and then where there's like no crime and then he moves to america has this all this open space which they like talk about and like they can go put their house wherever and then they Like have their space, get their house. He has a job at a mechanics shop. He like gets the loan on the house and all these things, and no crime. Nobody's beating him up for money. Um, But like he's less happy, and it destroys their relationship even more. Um, Kind of interesting that like they kind of took that route, which I kind of like
2: for sure. Because I thought it was just gonna get happy, you know. I thought it was just gonna be like yeah. Then they had the free life in America, but then they do just get. Just trampled and abused, I mean, not even really abused, but trampled mm. and I mean, I guess Eva gets abused a little bit, but I don't she know he was
4: getting abused in berlin <laughs> but it seemed right. like,
2: yeah. it seemed
3: like how I, weirdly okay they were with everything in Berlin, like he was oh, like, coming in like destroy his place, they destroyed his accordion, they like uh, humiliated him and like on his like in his piano and destroyed his place when they were drunk, and like he just was like. Another day in the life. He, he didn't seem too bothered by it. When normally you'd be like, someone would be, and like when they're like, Do you want to go to the police about this? And they're, all, they're both like, Or she's like, No. And they're like, No. But I don't know. It's yeah. just kind of interesting that he I, was so okay in Berlin and so not okay, clearly, in Oakland. But I think Eva was
1: much more okay. I think she, in Wisconsin, she or, wasn't getting beat up. She was, she was her own, she didn't have pimps to take her take the money that she earns i think Um, that's true she
3: was happier maybe and
1: yeah and like i I think like her only unhappiness from living in wisconsin came from living with bruno and having to be always around bruno and support bruno the that's not his name is it is it bruno Yeah. okay phew the more i said it i was like that just can't be right but okay it is bruno we don't talk about bruno here um i'm sorry i hate that song i'm sorry i shouldn't have made that reference (laughs) But um, her unhappiness, like her happiness in Germany, came from being with Bruno. And then when they were in America, it came. Her unhappiness came from being with Bruno.
2: Yeah, she does get
1: kind of stuck, huh? In the little double wide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's like, "Ah, oh, you know what? Screw this! I'm going to Toronto.
4: I'm going to no Vancouver with a yeah. couple of truckers that I just blow and bang like the whole. Yeah, they're, they're gonna
1: switch off driving, and whoever's not driving, I'm gonna suck them off.
2: Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. That was very crazy,
4: but I think,
3: yeah, go ahead, Bear.
2: One of my favorite things is definitely I had three favorite just little tiny little shots and little quips in it, and one was the tractors with the guns. That tractor is a super classic tractor, those farmalls, and the red tractor and them zipping it by with a gun is awesome.
1: And, and then, like it, they weren't even doing anything. Like they weren't farming. Like they're they weren't tilling up the ground. They weren't doing anything. They were just driving by each other. Which yeah, we drive enough. by
2: threatening. Yeah. <laughs> the other two things I loved were the um, was the minor bird specifically at the beginning, the weird little bird that would would re- repeat words to them, and then the chicken at the end that was dancing was super awesome.
4: But yeah,
2: that I was the most that.
4: weird thing. You hated the chicken? I, I hated the end. I didn't say I, I hated it. It was just I the weirdest that. thing. I, I just I'm sat on. there watching a dancing chicken. And I was like, it's Here's like a what, a piece of- what could that possibly mean? I was like, like is, that just, is that a, a, an attempt to be like a metaphor for our lives? Are we just dancing chickens?
1: The entire yeah. crew disliked the last sequence so much that director Werner Herzog had to shoot it by himself. Incidentally, he considers this scene the best, the, the best he has filmed.
2: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> i agree that's
4: insane i i
3: did enjoy the last um i think the last five minutes which i wasn't really aware like where i was at in the movie and when it was like ending i wasn't like hitting pause and checking the time so i wasn't sure how much more was left um so when he (laughs) once he like grabs everything from when um he runs away with the turkey so after that so when he goes to the shop grabs the truck loads it with a bunch of beer i loved that um And then just starts driving. And then he gets to the place where I don't know who he was talking to um, at that, like, little diner. But when when they're just like, you lost your girl, you lost your house, your car's broke down. Uh, Yeah, like, I I don't know what to tell you. And then he just kind of goes out. (laughs) And when he starts, starts that, everything from, like, that sound. So, like, even the truck, when he just starts setting it in the circle, I was like, what a way to just leave your truck if it's just run down and broken. That's a baller move and then and it catches on you fire you
1: really see it on fire yeah
3: yeah and then and then everything from there too like the all of the animals i don't know what it was about those like but i kind of liked maybe it's cuz it filled in um some space like some sounds and some things like visually to look at um but i really enjoyed like watching i don't know what it was about it but i really enjoyed it everything up until he started the um chairlift but yeah mm-hmm. i don't I don't really know why I liked it so much. That's my He's whole thing. He's been away from snow for
1: so long; he forgot the word chairlift. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> but I—I I don't know why I really enjoyed it. I don't. That's my thing about this whole movie. Like, I can't really pinpoint like exactly why I enjoyed it all, and that's why I think I make me it makes me like it even more. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I liked those last yeah. scenes with the animals dancing and eating because maybe it just made him seem like like it made me feel bad for them. But yeah.
2: And they're constricted too. They're like being jailed at, in some way. I guess is also a weird play on like the weird, every like them all feeling stuck throughout the whole movie. But the chicken in particular, the way it dances is like pretty um, just like hypnotic and amusing.
1: Like Sage, these guys are like crazy. Sequence.
2: <laughs> if watch its crazy. little feet. It'll take one. It'll two step with each foot. You know what I mean? Which was I don't know. I, I love the chicken dancing.
3: Well, and I like that they came back to it because, like, he—they show all the animals, and it was just like whatever you the first one was, like the rabbit. <laughs> and then yeah. you guys
1: are like, you keep you keep saying the wrong words. Like, you should be saying the opposite, and <laughs> no, that would be my feelings on it.
3: It was so good, but like they show like all of the animals, like the three different animals, and then like it shows them on the chairlift, everything that's happening with the cops, and then the way that the movie ends is just by like five minutes of music with just like a crazy harmonica. And, like, the screaming where it's like,
4: ah, ooh, ah. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> And then the chicken just dancing while it, like, pulls the yeah. string and then just starts dancing. And I was like, what am I watching? I fucking love it.
1: <laughs> yeah, <but it's laughs> did he shoot himself perfect. on the chairlift, by the way?
3: Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
1: that's what I thought. For sure.
3: And that's the so that's the other, like, thing about this movie that I really like is that, um, and so I did see that it's, like, I, or Wikipedia calls this movie, which I like it more than just calling it a comedy drama um it calls it a tragic comedy, which is a weird word, but yeah, basically like a tragic.
1: That's not a weird word. Tate, that's Doesn't one of like the oldest literary genres out there.
3: Tragicomedy? I don't know if I've ever heard it. Um but I uh like that it's like not a happy movie. If that makes right.
4: sense. I just yeah, I wish I knew that going into it. Cuz afterwards for sure 100% agree, but I felt kind of misled with it being called a comedy and then Watching and being like, this is kind of tragic. I found it out after I saw it, but
3: yeah. um, I, I like that genre category for the movie.
2: It is weird, too, because any other movie person, if they had their hands in it or money in it, then they obviously would have, like, probably given it some sort of happy ending or not wrapped it up that way. But Werner just decides to do the exact opposite, which is weird because it just juts and kind of gives you this weird, like... I don't know, almost dissonance with everything else I've ever watched. Like, the narrative just does not follow the way that you're assuming it will. Yeah. So, I enjoy that. It's definitely unique.
3: Like, I mean, the, your your typical plot, like, I mean, you got, like, your hero's journey type of plot, but you have, like, usually things that'll, like, you have the, your main character and, like, their goal and, like, their drive and then, like, things that happen along the way that um, challenge them or make them, but he never really, I don't know, like, he... He doesn't really ever seem like anybody that fits the bill for a typical lead role in a movie. And that's, yeah, I, I like that a lot about it. Yeah. Like I'm going to have to disagree
4: defeated. with you on the. Well, I'll have to agree and disagree with you on the chicken, though. I thought the chickens, what was the other chick? What was the last chicken? It was a, a was
2: duck, a, a chicken, chicken, and a rabbit, a right?
4: Rabbit.
1: Yeah, for the reason. rabbit was riding the fire engine, the duck was playing the drum, and the chicken was dancing. And there, there
4: was, was two also, chickens. No, there was there a was chicken playing piano the piano. Chicken. Yeah, no, there's like the you. piano chicken. That was the last one. Yeah, <laughs> when it went to the piano chicken, and then he shot himself on the chairlift, and then went back to the chicken. I was like, okay, this director is trying to say so much. I don't like it, but these things are funny, <laughs> and I actually kind of enjoy that. Like, I enjoyed the actual animal, like him just pressing all these weird things, and like these animals doing weird things. I was like, I mean, this just sums up this movie in a nutshell. But then when it's kind of seemed like there were undertones of like Bruno is the dancing chicken and like that led to him like taking his life. I was like, Whoa, that was like one direction my mind, my mind went. And then I was like, maybe Bruno was trying to find himself in one of these animals and took his life. I was like, Whoa, just all of those little rabbit holes. I was going down. I was like, I don't like any of those, but surface level, I thought it was funny and I enjoyed it.
2: Huh? I didn't read into that, that deeply. I kind of feel like I was a, approaching it more just as something to look at while I'm thinking this, but maybe that is more along the lines of his intentions. But sometimes I'll watch movies and kind of think that I can approach them like a painting at the same time. And like this, these chickens dancing or whatever are just part of the painting. And they're like one little quip in this big giant painting that I'm watching or that I'm experiencing. But I didn't read that deeply into the chickens as a symbol, but. I think I probably missed something there or could have.
3: Yeah. I, I really didn't look into this movie. I think until I finished it, um, the only thing that I looked into deeply or thought about was the um, American life versus like the Berlin life and uh, those like themes, that to but like little details on like little shots and little actions in the movie. I don't think I looked too deeply on. I just kind of liked it visually. It felt like a peaceful movie. And that, and that same, that, that chicken scene kind of seemed like a peaceful ending.
2: I don't know why. It did make me, like, comforted. Yeah.
1: Well, it was I, the, exact, the opposite of me again. You guys just keep saying the opposite of my thoughts. Well,
3: I think it's maybe because it's, like, without that, like, it, you really fall in, on, like, the action that finished the movie, which is him on the chairlift killing himself. But, like, with this other visual and music going on, it kind of, like, maybe, I don't know takes your mind fully off of that. And it's like something else that's completely random to like, uh, I don't know, but it just seems so weird to have those three things all happen. Like in
2: the same few minutes, it definitely wrapped up that way for me too. I felt like it was just wrapped up in this way where I was, I didn't really feel bad. It just kind of felt like that's what happened. And I don't, it kind of was like a, after there's a huge tragedy or something, or you like see someone die on the highway or something. And you like, don't eat for six hours and then you eat like one little dinner roll and then you like kind of start to feel at least like a little bit better kind of felt like that for me like those chickens and all the lights and it just felt like okay that happened and I'm accepting it
3: yeah it almost like brought uh, I don't know like a weird yeah weird comfortability to the ending I don't know
2: yeah I love the ending
3: yeah I I really love the ending Um. I don't know if it's too soon to get into the ending and like, I feel like we've covered pretty much a lot of the ending. Um, but the other thing that I was going to say is um, I liked that um, the, uh, his whole relationship, like when it starts to fall apart, um, I think that's the only thing that really challenge, like, really like, challenges him emotionally because it seems like nothing in this movie really put him down ever. Like being in jail, uh, getting his apartment torn apart, like none of that seemed to really bother him everything in Wisconsin, like the job that he had at first didn't seem to really bother him. Um, life was good. And then like the first time that she goes and sleeps like, or is a like prostitute for other people is when he really kind of starts to go down this bad path. Um, and it was interesting to watch him slowly go down it um, and like slowly start drinking a lot more and basically just accepting his reality, not doing anything about it. It was just really interesting from a like a, uh, people standpoint because normally you'd think like you'd fight that if you're him like you'd i don't know what you'd do though but anyhow take some
2: action yeah i guess
3: it's just kind of i i liked that it uh took a very different route and yeah i don't know that he just kind of kept getting beaten down and i felt bad for him but also kind of like yeah like jake said kind of accepted it as the way it was he was an interesting character
4: this may be a hot topic for baron tate i hate i did not like bruno at all he was no, by far I was my least very favorite character. He was Ugh. incredibly unlikable, not funny, least funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved the old man. He was definitely yes. my favorite. He made me laugh. Eva or Ava had the most to offer as a character, I think, in the whole movie. Bruno was just disappointing, underwhelming, not funny. Anytime he spoke, I was like, stop talking. He, the only thing that like I liked about Bruno was in the Germany scenes whenever he was like doing anything music related or when he'd like i one thing that kind of made me giggle is when he just walks into the pub he's like hey eva or Ava, how are you doing and the guy's like shut up tramp get out of here he's like okay and he like keeps going i was like all right this could be funny but like, yeah, like much- i liked
1: i liked all of him in germany yeah, like i think he sure. was a good character in germany i think when they got to america he just became unlikable and i could not feel less sorry for him like yeah no i I was like like, his actions just kind of led to everything in my opinion like he wasn't doing anything he was just boring
3: yeah okay so well so everything that you guys are saying right now is partly why i really like him and i think i hinted on it earlier which is like because he's such an anti-lead act like lead character that you would ever think about putting in a movie because like everything you guys are saying you you didn't like the way he like the decisions he made you didn't like every time he talked you want didn't want him to talk anymore all those things like that doesn't seem like anybody would put that character in the lead role but that's maybe like one of my favorite I think this movie just goes against the grain it feels like and uh for sure (laughs) yeah and I really like I think he's I really like Bruno and I think his character had a lot to offer especially watching him like what I was just talking about watching him kind of go down this like uh depressing like rabbit hole in Wisconsin
2: Yeah. I guess also in the beginning of the movie, he says they're like defining his physical descriptions and he keeps saying how normal they are or whatever, how he's just another, just another schmo. Yeah. Which he definitely is just another schmo and he is stupid. I guess he's not super intelligent in some ways. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But
4: like the most annoying thing for me was that he just didn't like do anything. This is ass in Wisconsin and just bitched. Like cause like he he did
1: stuff in Germany. Yeah. He picked up Eva. He he made her feel better. He brought her tea. He played instruments. He he, he played the he played instrument one time in New York. Yeah. And I he was could...
4: talking about like making music. I remember there was that one monologue that I liked where he was like, One day there will be no Bruno, but will people remember Bruno? Like, will there be mm-hmm. music made by Bruno that people will listen to? And then when he was in Wisconsin, he was like, I can't afford the mortgage. Drink my life away and I was like like, are you just trying to say that's what America does to you? Or did you just, like, change? Or, like, what happened here? Like, he just evolved massively in okay. Wisconsin.
3: So, so maybe maybe here's this. You're starting to make me think about this. Music was the main thing that made him who he was. And when he lost that, when he moved to Wisconsin, uh, he lost everything else. But why did he lose that?
2: Because his accordion he, he, got snapped.
3: His accordion got snapped and he's not going to bring his
4: piano. And he lost his mind a Bird. Is pretty
3: de- the only thing he, that he had in,
2: minor bird possessed or whatever
3: and the only thing that he had in <laughs> new york which i love that he blew it was like the bugle thing <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> yeah. but it just seems like he had a, a uh his whole character and his whole personality and like purpose was tied to making music or like enjoying the, and like these instruments um because he he talked a lot about when he was in berlin about his instruments and um playing them and like the whole scene about him going on the street corner and performing uh and like all the kids watching him and everything like it looked dark and not glamorous but he at least seemed happy and then when he moves to wisconsin the one difference like he has his girl he has a job he has everything but it's like the one thing that he doesn't have his life is to be able to play music maybe that's the underlying thing with
1: this with this whole character yeah I didn't yeah think i mean, i, you I definitely agree i just don't understand like there's other instruments that he could play well, but he was talking about how special
3: that like black piano was to him, um, and obviously, I, like, well, clearly, if you can afford a it. new TV, why don't you buy an yeah, accordion instead? Sure, he could have, but like, I don't, I well, hey, I don't think they had a choice of what came in the house. I think it just came with the house. Um, no,
1: but they, 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 I think they specifically mention we shouldn't have bought this TV. He does. Oh, I don't
3: know. Well, maybe that was just a different. Uh, I'm, I don't know about his decisions and choices when he got. I'm not going to dig into all that.
4: Um, I mean, it definitely goes into their american expectations like yeah. they had the expectation of having a different life in America not just like different lives being in america but different lifestyles coming mm-hmm. with that and but just kind of his whole i mean ava obviously just devolved back into being a prostitute old man devolved back into being like a crazy old man which was awesome and then bruno like didn't just he was almost he almost just stopped. Yeah, he didn't even devolve. He just, like, disappeared almost.
2: Well, I'm a surprised, Sage, I'm surprised he liked Ava as a character so much because I kind of found her derivative and kind of like a common trope of, like, a kind-hearted prostitute, and she didn't change at all throughout the movie. She just stuck to her ways. And I guess if you're, like, thinking about characters who change throughout the movie, Bruno does change, and the, all the other characters kind of seem static to me, and Ava especially seems like just one of those tropes that's in a bunch of other movies that i feel like of course she's just gonna keep doing this and like she'll be nice to him and then leave when it gets shitty but
4: i'd say well i, I disagree on that i think ava is significantly stronger in america like she's and it, I, there's something when she was being a waitress you could kind of see her happy smiling contributing like doing a good job And then I think it was at a point where she realized she could make more money by Mm -hmm. doing prostitution on the side that uh, she went back to the thing that she was doing in Germany, but it was more empowering to her in America than it was in uh, Germany. Like even in when she was leaving Germany, when she was doing the prostitution with presumably Turkish men and she was like, (laughs) that that was a funny line. fucky Fuck. I was like, (laughs) what the fuck? But then, uh, when she said, fuck you, fuck And she was like super empowered and then got the money and was like, we're getting out of here. It was like, there was kind of a difference in tone about her. Yes. She ended up doing the same thing that she was doing in Germany, but her character development was
1: much more. She wasn't doing it for somebody else. She was doing it for herself.
3: Sure. Yeah. So I, what I like the way I kind of saw her character was, I didn't think I, so I kind of agree with bear, but I also see what you're saying, Sage. Um, I don't think she I think she started to develop as a character and then I think she fell back into her old self um and sure maybe she was doing it now by choice you could say instead of by these pimps um but she does kind of I think devolve back into uh like her old self just in a different place um so I think by the end like start to end her isn't like that different she's just doing it by choice and maybe a little happier um but like Bruno to me seems like emotionally he
1: goes through the most. And, um, he also ends up like pretty much at rock bottom. He starts out in prison and then ends up dead. Yeah. And like, but he like starts out as an alcoholic. That's like, Hey, turn your life around. And then he doesn't turn his life around.
3: Yeah. Well, and when, well, I mean, he, when he like gets out of jail, it's not like he was turning his life around or like turning back into jail. He was just going about his daily life. He wasn't like changing that much about him. Um, and it seemed like when, and also now that I'm thinking about it too, like when they went to Wisconsin to America, he seemed to be, to be the one that got shafted the most, um, even right off the bat. Like she seemed much happier because she was out of her bad situation in Berlin. Um, she had this house that they were buying. She had a new job, she was working and she was happy. He right off the bat doesn't have his instruments, doesn't have any of his music gets his bird, which is another love of his taken away. Um, and he gets to go work in a mechanic shop, which normally you'd be like, good, but he, again, doesn't have his music. So he seems like, I don't know, he just definitely goes through, like he doesn't seem at rock bottom when he gets out of jail. He seemed, like, jail seemed very chill for him.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. he
4: hugged them and said, I'll miss you guys.
1: Yeah, like... J- I think he actually may have said, I don't want to go. Have, I, yeah, yeah, I, he, I, I think actually he did kind of that. do
4: remember him saying that.
1: So, like, nothing in
3: Berlin, he ever seemed like he was down low or down in the dumps or anything. Like, it just seemed like... That was just life. And then when he got to America, everything started to go downhill. Um, and it just, the ball just kept rolling and getting bigger. And all the shit that he like cared and loved about or cared and loved for left him. And the last thing that he didn't even really care for, which was this house. <laughs> just, yeah. Um, so anyway, that's my reasoning for why I liked him the most. Because I think he had the most uh, happened to him that he had to deal with. And I think that changed him. I think the other characters didn't change. He maybe didn't change by choice. You could say, but yeah, he changed. He was just an outcome of his surroundings, and his surroundings
4: got shittier throughout the movie. I mean, he definitely got the short of the stick for sure. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, the old man also got the short of the stick. The old man was fine conspiracy, and then he gets oh, yeah, I guess. He gets... Armed robbery and <laughs> yeah. just bruno dips he's like i don't even i'm gonna think about that
3: he's probably just gonna plead insanity and they're gonna be like yeah okay
2: yeah professional choices aside with eva and that she does go back to doing it i still feel like she's still being used in america again as she, when she leaves on some level but i definitely think that like that trope is just overplayed for me that you know just like nice guy who takes care of this kind-hearted prostitute just is a pretty common one. So I I just kind of found that one a little bit.
4: Well, at first I didn't think that they were actually uh, like going to be a couple or anything. I thought they were just like homies going to Wisconsin together.
2: I, I couldn't even tell if they ever even really were a full couple.
4: Yeah. You know? I, I think that one time kind of where like she was like hugging or holding him in the kitchen. Uh, like, and I was kind like, like
1: laying on. Uh, yeah.
4: yeah. I was like, maybe they are, but. Going into Wisconsin, I totally thought that and especially after reading their the, the bio for the movie, I totally thought that it was just gonna be like three homies traveling to Wisconsin and being homies.
2: Yeah, and like trains and automobiles. Yeah, and <laughs>
4: it started getting a little gray and iffy and confusing. And yeah. yeah.
3: Well, and that's one thing that I maybe like about like all I like about their relationship is that I think that it leaves it up to the viewer to kind of interpret what their relationship is based on what you're seeing. Um, and like Ava, I think for the whole, for the, like for the, every single part of it, I don't think she ever saw an actual like, um, intimate relationship with him. It never seemed like from my point of view. And Mm -hmm. he always wanted that, like, or he always like was kind of in an intimate relationship with her and what, in the ways that he thought was an intimate relationship was that he just like loved her. It seemed like, um, and then he seemed like his heart got broken when she went back into being a prostitute. And she didn't really understand why. She was just like, "What do you mean? Like, why does this affect you so much?" We're just like, "Yeah, like I don't understand." We're never like they didn't say like we're not together, but she basically seemed like she was implying, "Why are you mad? We're not even
2: together." Yeah, she kind of has a Harry and Henderson's moment when she's yelling at him to get out of the semi truck.
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. so that's where like I kind of liked their relationship. Nice reference. Because uh, it seemed ambiguous, and uh, they both viewed it differently and that put them into, uh, put him at least in a really sad spot. Yeah. When he felt I feel like, like he got that burned. It can happen
2: in the, in the real world too. Sometimes people just are good roommates and they end up kind of just chugging along for 20 years together and never really say what it is, you know? And yeah, that felt pretty authentic, I guess in some way. The whole I'm movie that,
3: felt really authentic. That's the thing yeah. that I liked about it. I think the most, like all the actors, like, well, and I think I read somewhere, um, Well, so it barely even really, it seems like he's barely even really an actor. Um, It's like he was mostly, I guess, in a film. This guy saw him and made this movie for him. But, um, and it was kind of about him. But the way that they like talk about, and I I think this is like only the two movies that he's ever done. And then he's in, like, I said, I saw that he shows up in a couple of documentaries later. But at least as far as like an actor goes, I think he only has like two credits maybe to his name. And... I think I read somewhere that uh, all of the other people in this movie weren't really actors either. They were kind of just, like, street casted. Um, and it felt that way. And it felt like, uh, what are the two brothers, the s- guys that did?
1: Oh, Safty Brothers. Safty
3: Brothers. It reminded me of them where, like, they go and, like, literally do some, like, street casting. That kind of is what this movie felt
2: like. Um, yeah, do you know Heaven Knows What? What? Have you guys done, have you ever seen Heaven Knows What?
3: No. Hmm.
2: Um, it's a movie, but they have a, they found a homeless girl who was writing the whole script for it on, in a Mac stores and then emailing it to herself. And that's one of their first films. It's pretty cool. And she plays herself in it. She's like a homeless drug addict. That's really cool. Yeah, that's a good one.
3: That sounds sweet. Well, and that's what this movie felt like. It felt like he almost wrote the story because it was about his life and he was playing himself.
1: Yeah, for sure.
3: That's what this movie felt like to me. And everyone yeah. else that was in it just seemed like... Like, I mean, I think the movies even, like, their credits are even their names in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like, uh, it's like Ava was played as Ava in real life. Yeah. And Schleitz, Bruno
1: S., Wilhelm von Homburg, and Burkhardt Dreist were all convicted criminals. Von Homburg, when convicted nine years after the film, was guilty of almost exactly the same crimes his character is seen committing in the film.
2: Is that the old guy, then? I think so. <laughs> yeah, so. Hi. Awesome! Hi.
4: What a funny man. (laughs) This is
3: what I read about um, Bruno, the main character. It says that this is like his actual life. He was the unwanted son of a prostitute. um, And at one point when he was three years old, was beaten so badly by his mother that he became temporarily deaf. Um, This led to his placement in a mental mental institution. He spent the next 23 years in various institutions. And I think in the movie, that's what he calls homes. When he was just like... When he was talking about, like, passing. Because I thought about that a couple times. Like, in the, when they're in the jail cell, he's like, you don't want to go back to, like, the homes. And um, when he was talking about life growing up with somebody, he was just like, yeah, he's like, all the homes that I moved around in, um, blah, blah, blah. So I think that's a direct, when I read this later, I was like, oh, I think that's the direct uh, hint at that line. But he's Yeah, I'm of- sorry.
1: Von Holmberg is not the old guy.
2: Okay. Which one was that, then?
1: That's Clemens Scheitz is the old guy. I think Wilhelm von Holmberg was one of the um, bad boys, pimps. I think he was Uh, also. Has anybody seen Ghostbusters two?
2: No.
3: If he's in that, that's Mm. random.
1: Yeah, I I think he's also in Die Hard. I think he in Ghostbusters two. He's the painting um, that's like possessed.
3: Um, But this was saying that he spent 23 years in various institutions, running often running afoul of the law um despite his past he's a, he's a self-taught painter and musician um these were his favorite occupations yeah director werner herzog herzog
1: <laughs> werner herzog
3: werner herzog saw him in the documentary um and vowed to work with him which led to his major role um in this other movie so he was in a documentary and then um he was in this movie called the enigma of casper hauser and then Straussek. which it said that he wrote this uh whatever the main guy had or whoever wrote the story. I think it was the director, um, wrote it in four days after like making one movie with him. He was like, I have the perfect thing. And I also read that, uh, our main guy, Bruno, uh, they're like almost every day when they're on set, he would have, um, they would have to take like several hours to wait for him to be ready. Like he would be screaming and like, they would have to just sit there and like listen to him and talk to him. But it sounded like there's almost like, uh, therapy session type of things for like several hours before they had to shoot almost every time. So he did seem like he had a lot going on even like outside of his character. Yeah, for sure. Anywho, I think that all plays into the authenticity of this movie, which I really like.
1: Um, there was one other thing that I did want to bring up that I thought it was just very interesting. And like, so I, I never went to film class, film school, but um, I, I did, my radio and TV broadcasting school, we learned a little bit about editing and how to shoot certain shots. And one of those lessons is like when a character like leaves screen, right? They need to come in on screen left. If like the next shot is going to be them walking. And so there's something that's kind of similar that happens there. A similar shot where like he does like the quote unquote wrong thing. When the pimps are like, throwing all the trash on Eva. It flashes between the shots of um, Bruno and the old guy, like looking at them. And it makes it look like because they're flashing between those two shots, it seems like they can see everything that's happening. But in reality, their view, because they come in from the side of the room. So all they can see is like maybe Eva's head laying on the ground and like stuff kind of flying by. So like they really can't see very much. They can more let's just hear it based on like where they're at in the room. So that, that was just very interesting that he framed it and like makes the audience think that like they can see everything. It's a very small detail, but it it just kind of points to that absurdity and oddity and not a normal movie that this is.
4: Well, and there were multiple occasions throughout the movie where the scene would be showing like Bruno looking one way. And then when it changes, he's like looking a completely different other way or like there's a cup on the table. And then when it does uh, like a flip, flip there, the cup's gone or the cup's like empty. And, and so there was a lot of discontinuity in the scenes too, which was, I don't know. You can say whatever you want about it. But for me, it was just a little, maybe it's jarring. Yeah.
3: I didn't even notice some of those things.
4: Yeah. Cause you don't pay the movie. It was from literally like the first scenes to the last scenes, it happened constantly. Um, there were probably like three or four different uh, discontinuities in that last scene in the diner with like the random dude. Mm-hmm.
3: I was, yeah. but I, I, what I was thinking about during that scene though, Jacob, with the where they were like throwing trash and beating up on her, um, is I thought that, I didn't even know that, like I was thinking that they were in the house, but it was a completely different room and that they weren't watching it happen and that they were just listening to what was happening and they couldn't see it at all. And then when it kind of shows him walk into the room from the other one, I was like, "Oh, he definitely just watched all of this happen." So that was the way I thought about it. Is I was like,
1: so "You got that totally wrong." I think.
3: No, but I think he was watching everything that was happening.
1: I don't think he was. Their door I don't was think like open right her, up much of
3: to, it. and the light from the room that he entered was on her on the floor.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like she, he couldn't see like the people like throwing. The, like, I think he could only see like her body yeah. like laying there. And but the I, stuff I thought coming.
3: that like they were in a completely different room and couldn't see anything. I thought they were just uh, sitting there, like, listening. I don't like know listening. how
1: you could possibly think that without a shot, but...
3: Yeah, that, I mean, that's just the way that I thought about it, because they don't give you anything. I wasn't thinking I about it.
2: it. I thought it was just because they were taunting him with his accordion, and then they rip it in half. Right. And they kind of looking that way.
3: Oh, I didn't even think that they knew that he was in there, because he was so quiet. I thought that they just did that to his place without knowing that he was right there.
2: That's the way I took it. It was a weird one, obviously, yeah. definitely.
4: And I... I mean, all of the times that they just like the, that wasn't even the last time. The last time was when they just, he was getting like tan. he was like in some tangerines for Ava and then turns around, they're just standing there and then they follow him and just walk into his flat and then do that whole thing. I was like, yeah, you don't have just, a lock. I was yeah. like, what's going on here? How are they just, yeah. they just waltzed into his house and just stood there staring at him for like a minute. And he just seemed
3: that like a, a, so strange, like it a, a bit, what do you call it in video games, like a
1: non-player character NPC?
3: Yeah, NPC. He's like an NPC. Like in, he just kind of like non.
1: Yeah, NPC. Non-player. That's what I said. I think you said M.
3: No, NPC. Um, but yeah, where he's just kind of like watching everything else happen to him and just going with it.
4: So strange.
3: Yeah, he was very strange for a lead. Yes. Oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Anybody have anything else or should we get to some scores here? I
3: don't have anything else. Yeah, I don't think I do. Oh, yeah. the only thing I was wondering is like budget for this film. It seemed that's the one thing that I was wondering.
1: Yeah,
4: that was uh, so expensive. cheap. Probably the most expensive thing was the mobile home. Wow, well, that um, auction was crazy.
1: IMDb. Worldwide gross of $2,874. That's the only thing that's listed. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder how much went into the making of this. seems like not a lot.
2: Yeah. Which is and I great. Think- Werner Herzog, Herzog also I think likes to sign up for roles like the Mandalorian and stuff to help fund his weird
1: stuff mm-hmm.
2: you know <laughs> it seems like he doesn't like I don't know I can't tell how much he likes acting it definitely seems like he likes his weird
1: yeah for sure
2: documentaries more
1: I love one that for him one that. for them
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure I love when
3: you said that he nobody wanted to shoot the last scene so he went and did it himself <laughs> That's, like, my favorite thing it's so far about it.
4: to me. That your crew would just be like, no, that is a bad idea. And he's like. He's like, I Whoa. see it. And he's it's like that. And he shot it. it.
3: And he's like, that's my favorite thing I've ever done.
1: <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, no, I don't got anything else. I don't have anything else. Me either. All right. From the aggregators, IMDB a 7.8 out of 10. And Rotten Tomatoes a 95%. Metacritic doesn't have this movie listed, which is That's crazy. That's kind of surprising. Very surprising. I feel
4: like Metacritic would
1: have a boner for this movie. Yeah, uh, agreed.
4: I'll go first.
3: Um I liked it a lot. Uh it's a 90 for me. <laughs> this is an awesome movie.
4: Man, Tate is crazy. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, uh, man, well and I think what Bear said earlier too is is that like there's not a lot of movies that are like this. And every time I can walk out of a movie or a theater and I can think that where I'm like, wow, I just watched something that I don't know if I've really ever watched before. That immediately makes it good in my book. So Jake, yeah. you want
4: to go next to me.
1: I can go next. Um, I'm giving this movie a fifty-eight. It was it was not my favorite thing in the world. I I think it was half of the movie was very interesting and very entertaining. Um the other half I did not care for. So, I'm, my original was a two and
4: a half out of five stars, but I'm going to bump it up to a three stars. I think Tate and Jacob or Tate and bear helped me with the second, the Wisconsin side of the movie a little bit, but it's still like, a, I probably would watch this movie again, but it'd be in the distant future. <laughs> <laughs> it would not be in the immediate future. So I'll give it a 62 out of a hundred.
1: All right, there out of 100 for you i'll
2: probably say like 73 73 for me only because i think i was expecting a different movie just based on other Werner herzog movies i've seen but i still liked it and it was good and it wasn't a waste of time or anything and i'm i'm glad i you know it's another one under the belt one yeah one that for sure one watch for a long time so
1: and like i i definitely don't i'm i'm very happy that i watched this movie i should be clear about that i've i've i watch watched a lot of movies and this is nowhere near like a bad movie like there's bad movies that have been made and this is not one of those
4: yeah i'm in 100 percent agreement with them there like watching it i was like people could totally really like or love this movie like Tate. um but it's just a movie where i enjoyed it like i i wasn't annoyed watching it at any point in time but by the time it was done i was like it's going to be a while till i ever watch this movie again like it was just kind of a maybe taxing is the word but maybe not it no it wasn't taxing it was just yeah i don't know what the word would be but it
2: does feel like one that you'll sit down and watch in like 30 years and be like
4: oh. <laughs> yeah it will be like 30 years and I'll be like man remember that one movie that Bear made me watch and I'll watch it and I'll be like hmm and it, there is a reason why it's been 30 years since I've seen this movie <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is no the core or eurovision or morbius or sausage party or the first dune there's bad movies out there this is not that
3: this is probably not a the most rewatchable movie for me, but it is going to be one of the more like memorable movies.
1: Mm. So. See, I think like, and no offense, Bear, but I think like two months from now, i would be like, um, I kind of remember watching that, but I don't remember anything that happened in it.
4: Oh, no, I'll definitely remember. I, I don't. I'm probably going to give. There's I'll like a few shoot movies, some jokes at Bear,
1: and a couple I, times I will season. say, I will say, <laughs> saying that, I also think that this is not going to be my last Werner Herzog movie. I watch. I. I want to watch a bunch of them. I want to watch his documentaries. Yeah. Bear, I
2: want I watch to watch them. your documentary. I know. That one it would be a cool cool one. The men's team versus the Red Wing retirees. Heck yeah. <laughs> they always get in a huge fights. So they have to call the cops like every year. And they used to <laughs> That's awesome. <It's> so crazy. <laughs> But thank you, Bear, for
3: coming on and uh, picking this movie. I think this is a movie that we definitely we would have never crossed paths with this movie um, had you not picked it, so thank you for that.
2: Yeah, of course. Glad to. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, Bear, you got anything you want to plug or people to follow you anywhere or anything like that? No. Anything not, you want to say?
2: Um, no. I'll keep feeding Sage my suggestions for you guys. <laughs> yes. What about, your, what about your homeless sign art? yeah you can i just finished up a big art project a few months ago that was a super fun one and it was actually kind of a film project too but it was a bunch of homeless signs set in front of photos um and the wealthy zip codes so yeah that was a good one
3: yeah it was a very good we'll throw the there i mean there link to it right we'll, have, we'll get a link yeah, to it. A YouTube link to it
2: yeah we'll throw the link in it thank you guys perfect yeah. it's sweet <laughs> I actually, um, my other film school friend was actually talking to a, a kind of established experimental film director who did a super similar project in 2014 with homeless signs. And I emailed him after doing this one and was asking him if it was an issue, if he wanted me to take it down, he's emailed me back and said, there's plenty of room for us both. Keep it up. So that was pretty fun. Nice. That's very awesome. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fun. So that's really
3: cool to get that response.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right, no, well, ooh, sorry. No, I'm sorry. Super, no, I just came in super hot. I got way too close to the mic. <laughs> okay. All right,
2: thanks again, though.
1: Yes, thank you, Bear. Uh, that is going to be an average score of 71. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can shoot us an email at gd 4 podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at gd 4 gd or gd4gd underscore movies. Follow us on Instagram at gd4gd.movies. Leave us a five-star rating on Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review on any podcatcher that takes reviews, and if not... I'm going
4: to murder you in Wisconsin and
1: bury your body with your tractor.
4: <laughs> that was... Wow, we didn't even talk about that. That was, it was funny. That was a funny little side project we are all doing. That <laughs> was a very funny <laughs> little side project.
1: We've had five murders. We've had four murders. I think <laughs> we've got another one right now, too.
4: I'm going to get into a tractor
1: mowing stalemate with you <laughs> to the end of the days. I'm going to pull your tooth. Oh, gross. Oh, God. All right. We'll catch you next week at the movies.
0: Beginning of a beautiful friendship. Hollywood.
1: Remember,
4: force will be with you always. It's bold in terms of jerking people around, but
1: I may have gone too far in a few
4: places.
0: Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get laid. Hey!
3: Hello, 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 hello. Wow, I'm louder now. What the fuck? I wish I knew. I wish I knew you. Can't hear you. Can you hear me? Give me a thumbs up. Can you hear me? Why can I not hear you?
1: Where's Sage? I don't know. Jacob, do you know? I don't. Was he here when he first got on? Um, I wasn't paying attention. I was doing other stuff around the house. What's up, Bear?
2: Not too much. How are you guys?
1: There Thank he is. Oh, you're
2: on.
4: I'm so sorry. Okay. I need my big old dough just got finished. I need like three <laughs> minutes. You're fine. I'm Thanksgiving cooking.
3: <laughs> what a stressed boy.
1: Nothing quite like bagels for Thanksgiving.
3: <laughs> He's making locks, I think. Mm. as an appetizer.